nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. Ooh. Uh, autumnal toes. Oh, yes. yes, there you go. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Libsley, this week we have... Paul Carmichael is now appearing as Frank Boff in Breakfast Time, <laughs> the musical at the Alhambra. <gasps> oh, Frank I'd pay to watch Boff. that. Frank yeah, Boff. is he still with us, Frank Boff? No, I think he died last year, Ooh. Frank. Which is a shame. I, I loved Frank Boff. I don't know what it was. I think I got... Because obviously, you know, when, when we were both very young, Frank Boff was present constantly. Yes. And I think I got confused between Frank Boff and... Um, was it the T-Fowl aliens where they gave them big domed heads? Yes, we have the brains. That's it, yeah. So I got a little bit confused between them and Frank Boff and thought maybe he was one because he had a Mekon-shaped head. Yeah. I used to get confused with him and uh, Bob Greaves on Granada Reports. You probably don't know who he is. No, I do, because he d- didn't Bob Greaves come back and do it for a bit in the 2000s? I think so, yeah. I, th- did, I think he did, yeah. Did you call them um, farts boffs in your school? Bizarrely enough, yes, yes, we did. And I've always wondered, was it named after Frank Boff? Me too. Me too. Me too. The perennial question, which mm. came first? Well, well probably because- Frank. Well, Boff had been around for a long time by the time we were at school, hadn't he? So presumably, that's where it came from. Maybe, I mean, it makes sense, because obviously Joey, Joey Deacon, so you've got that as one insult from Blue Peter, which is, you know, a terrific insult for the Joey Deacon. Joey Deacon, bless him. Um, So you've got Joey. I think Boff also makes sense. I don't know if there are any others. I don't know if doing a notes was being sick. I don't know, I think maybe Boff is like an onomatopoeic, isn't it? Boff. Like the noise it makes. <laughs> well, yeah, but sometimes it makes a quack. Ooh, I was discussing. True. I was discussing that like with somebody. Bert quack, Bert quack. Yeah, no, I was discussing <laughs> this <laughs> subject when it comes to coffee with someone earlier this week, and the, we're discussing the coffee were we? Yeah, we're the, just uh, in the salon refugee. Yeah, yeah. With well, your no, I mean, was, well, you see, we were discussing the danger of drinking too much coffee and oh, the diuretic yes. effect that can then happen. Oh, not good. No, no. Yes, coffee, I am afraid, yes. More. Always more. You need uh, it to work. You need it, absolutely. I mean, you do. But do you never get to the point where you think, oh. Oh, I. Well, your heart's racing and you're just lying on the sofa, star-shaped. Well, there's there's that, but you know that you're going to quack at some point quite soon. (coughs) And there's literally nothing that you can do. I don't know what you would do. Yes, I mean that. That one's about to... Foul oneself. I mean, don't get through me, bit nearly. That's it. Yeah. Do you not get that with coffee? No, but then I have an all meat diet. There's very Mm. little uh, would loosen the stool in that regard, really. Um, You got to drink plenty of water on an all meat diet. But back to Frank Boff. Boff. We get here. Yeah. Anyway, Frank Boff. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Boff after after coffee. That's it. Boff everywhere. Oof, yeah, no, that does make sense. I did like Frank Boff. They do use him for enemas. What, Frank Boff? Coffee. <laughs> Boffy. Oh, coffee. <laughs> <in the back. laughs> yes, I had a Boffy enema the other day. Yeah. It was in the Sunday papers, you know. As he <laughs> was. He was, and isn't that a strange thing? Because now... I don't think you'd end up in the Sunday papers just for visiting somebody or smack your bottom. I think oh, there's probably no, you'd, there's you'd probably a flag for that these days. You know, <laughs> that what probably be, be, 
there'll be a flag for those people these days because everybody's got a flag now. I haven't, but everybody else has. Frank so, Boff could have his own flag with two arse cheeks. Yes. Smacked. Yeah, but Red with handprints. Sel- and Selena Scott's face in the middle to hide the hole. Selena Scott. Selena Scott. Ah, <laughs> Selena Scott was lovely, just lovely. She was. She was dreadful, though, wasn't she, as a presenter? Oh, Awful. Didn't care. She had that Princess Diana thing going on. Uh, well, I was about to say, because she appeared around about 1980, 81, mm. didn't she, Selena yeah. Scott? Do you think it was the Princess Diana thing that made her sort of famous, really? Well, they all had a look of that back then, didn't they? That Jan Dildo as well. She had the same thing, um, didn't she? Yes. Well, that's a famous outtake, the Jan Dildo one, isn't it? It, it is, yes, it is. Um, but... Uh, but they all had that sort of blonde, uh, very much of the of the time. I mean, which came first, Princess Diana or the Princess Diana Herdu? I mean, did people have that? Because it's a bit of a purdy, isn't it? With hints it is of bit. Charlie's Angels around the edges. Well, yeah, it's like a purdy, but bigger, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, a big bob and off-centred slightly. Purdy, but... but a little bit more so. Yeah. I mean, was it actually off-centred, or was it just because Diana used to do that thing in photos, didn't she, where it looked like she was trying to eat her shoulder, all that sort yeah. of thing? So I wonder if it was the her was off-centred, or just the strain of her neck. Yeah, her head that was off-centred. Your head! Um, <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Hmm. Don't know. But anyway, hmm. Frank Boff. Frank um, Boff, absolutely. But that's the thing. I mean, Frank Boff, of course, ends up in the papers, and that wouldn't happen now, would it? You're, I don't think so. Did Frank apologise? In my memory, I've got him on the couch, you know, in his jumper, just saying, dreadfully sorry I went and saw a dominatrix. Anyway, well, I here's think, Bill Giles. <laughs> I think it was... I think there was a You're quite right, you should be, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bill Giles, actually. Bill Giles. There's a man who would have taken no shit from anyone, Bill, Bill no, Giles. No, he was a big fucker, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just looked like he'd just come off the farm. He He'd did. done a day's milking, and they bring him in, whack him in a jacket, and say, read the auto cue. Well, that's it, right, yeah. Wonderful. A proper newsreader. I liked him. A weather reporter, even. Weather oh, reporter. I liked him. But, yeah, um, what were we just saying about Frank? We're both awfully tired. Yes, it's got to I be think said. that's clear. I, I think, think that's it is. clear. No, so Frank, no, I think Frank ended up on the sofa. It was him and his wife, Nesta, Nesta Boff, um, who... <laughs> Just brilliant, uh, and they ended up on the on the sofa of their farmhouse with Frank looking very serious to camera, but with his hand on Nestor's knee, and there was sort of an apology issued. I think, like an MP sort of thing. Yeah, that the, sort uh, of thing. Yeah, with the wife standing by them or sitting standing in by this them. Case. That's it. Yeah, it was something like that. So. Um, yeah, no, but but um, talking of deviant pleasure dungeons for yes. men, you've you've built one this week, haven't you? Have I? Oh, yes. you mean my uh, new location for my weights bench? Yes, I do. Yes. yes. Saturday was an interesting day, actually. <coughs> um, I decided, um, well, you weren't picking up calls as you were gone to sleep. Yes. Um, so Very instead sleepy. of recording, I decided to do some sort of, uh, what's it called, extreme house uh, cleaning, yes. uh, which had been putting off for months. And I actually put the towel rail up. I uh, chucked out an old bed, mm-hmm. um, and I put my weights up there. And yep. because it was, it was sort of. I thought I better crack on right now because it is today, uh, one year since I fell down the stairs, or as you eloquently put it, <laughs> had you fall? Yeah, um, you had so, your fall, Mister Livesley. Uh, yeah, all right. Yes, Don't worry, nurse will be round. Has he been? 
Um, so I thought, well, I don't think I thought that, but I think it's timely um, that one year after that, um, I've just altered the geography of, of the house slightly. Still got um, the stairs, though. So you know, Still got the stairs, yes. And I hope we have, uh, we now respect each other. Um, I'm hopeful. Every time mm. I walk past them, it's just like that. You know, they're like, oh, I'm still here, you know. So, yes, so, I know you are. I shall avoid you. Nod toward them and just sort of, yes, show yes. respect. I think we just we just sort of say, mm, yes, yes, a yes, good evening, right. essentially. Yes, yeah, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. We get along now. We get along. Um, no, that's good. That's all. It right. was messy at yes. the time, but we're, we're friends. Um, yes. So I now have a what did you call it? A deviant male pleasure dungeon. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. I, I, don't, I don't know if of, Bob quite fits into this, but I don't know. I, like did. I sent you that photo um, yesterday of him entering the dungeon down the steps. I can imagine that. I can imagine him. He'll be lurking. Is that where he was going? That's where he's going on that photo. Is That's that what, what was... that is? Right now, I get the significance. There you go. That's why I posted it. Yes, he was. He was visiting the sex dungeon. Oh, right, right. Yes. Oh, now it all makes perfect there sense. There you go. Yes. As you said, he's entering through uh, the back passage. He absolutely is. And as you said, you were putting the, what was it, the towel rail up, but not up your ass. Which... Not up my ass. <laughs> no, no, no. Merely as an occasional treat. Yes. I now have a towel rail. How's that for uh, civilised? That's proper civilised. That's proper that, isn't it? Well, wasn't that a pain in the ass to, put, no pun intended, but wasn't it a <laughs> pain to put up? Um, because, oh, ho! <laughs> <there you> go. <laughs> right up, sir. Because <laughs> right, are you going through? You're not going through tiles. Tiles went through you're... tiles, dear. Right, how do you uh. do that without them breaking? Then I don't um, get that bit. I've got a memory in my head of Jack Smethurst with sort of matchsticks and electrical tape um, on, on Love Thy Neighbour. I don't know what it was. I seem to remember an advert or summit, maybe you know, like a, a do-it-yourself show where someone yeah. put tape over the tiles and drilled through them. Didn't bother with any of that buggery fuckery. Um, no. Just drilled the bastards with a masonry bit, and they seemed all right. And you didn't shatter your tiles. No. Oh, that's good. I mean, I say that like I'll go and give it a go, but obviously I'm not going oh, to. Yeah, yeah, no. Absolutely not. And I think the stress that you've put yourself through and you've taken a poor Malk out to pasture. Well, I don't think it was that stressful. One does like the achieve of the thing. Um, it, it's it's one of those things. Going bed last night, going to sleep last night. Rather, I'm lying there going, yeah, and then I and then I did that, and then I moved that shit out of there, and then I yeah, and then I dragged that bed, and I chucked the mat, and it's sort of before you know where you are, you've gone to sleep, sort of like you know, full of achievement and meaning, right, rather than scotch, right? No, 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 scotch and fish. That's the way forward. No. Oh yes, <laughs> manly <No>. stubble. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. If if you get a sense of achievement out of it, I, the thing is, right, with your with your gym yeah. that you've you've constructed, I get the diet bit, right, yes. and and I shall thank you for introducing me to the diet because it does work, and I'm actually yes. I'm enjoying it. But the yes. thing is, I have to eat, and I've been eating <coughs> since I was two. I mean, that's just something that I've actually got to do. I don't have since to... you were two. No, no, I, that I've got to do, and I have done since I was born. Oh, you've gone. No, no I'm here. Hello. Go on. This is because two. Go on. Yeah, but, this is because you paid for Zoom. That's the problem. We Ooh. paid for it, and now they're going to take the piss. No, we're, what's happened is I've been I've been eating since I was born, so I'm used to that. I know yes. that I have to eat. Yes. So that's just something I do. So I can do the diet. I don't have to do the gym stuff. 
So I like that's... the gym stuff, though. But, uh, but every day or... Well, not at the minute because I've been quite busy, but I intend to get back into it every day. Yeah, it's good. It's good to sort of, you know, healthy body, healthy mind and all but that then stuff. You've, you've got to keep it healthy, haven't you? Yeah, but it's it sort of looks after you, doesn't it? It's a kind of win-win. If, you, uh, if you're in peak physical condition, which I'm certainly not, um, it's a good feeling. It feels good to be fit. Yeah. It really does. No, 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 okay. I'm it fine. really does. Trust okay. me, from no. being someone who was uh, 24 stone and lay around so much that the hair on my left leg stopped growing. <laughs> you know, like when you lift up a, a paving stone and the grass under it's gone white. Yes. Well, yeah, that's like what that. I was like from lying on one side. I was like Ur's rock. Um, and I just lay there watching uh, Granada Plus uh, and eating endless sort of uh, pasty butties. So I can tell you, I used to feel wretched, absolutely but, awful. But you had Granada Plus. I had Granada Plus. Yeah. Mm, yes. I haven't got Granada Plus anymore. No, 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 sadly not. No. But yes, there have been some interesting developments in the realm of the recovery of lovely old telly this week, eh? Very lovely things. Yes. Yeah. Well, there've been there've been a number actually. I mean, I'll tell you what because there's been two that we've obviously taken note of. Yes. But why don't you start on the first one, which is I think oh, it's a biggie and oh, I'm going to find this whole one. list whilst we talk about it. Yeah, Hancock from oh. series 1, the recovery um the news broken by the Tony Hancock Appreciation Society last week, which uh, was just out of this world. It's amazing how these things just keep turning up. Mm. Um, considering it was an audio broadcast once um, in 1955, it's quite yeah. incredible. I'm not too sure about the recovery of it. Um, it's off a reel-to-reel tape. It's, yeah, uh, it's it was recorded at home. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a home recording. Yeah, so I'm not certain on. whose it was though. And no, 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 I don't know like about that. that. But, um, um, and I'm wondering, you know, it's sort of the question I asked of the Tony Hancock Appreciation Society is just like, you know, is there going to be any more? But um, I, so you've got a very interesting episode. It's it's mm. the 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 magnificent aspect of it is that it's the only episode of Hancock's Half Hour featuring Peter Sellers. Yes. Um, who performed the lines scripted, written for Kenneth Williams. Yeah, was is, that just Williams wasn't available yeah, that week? Yeah, just, just busy. Just busy. So I love that. He but was just too it, busy. And is it going to be Peter Sellers doing a Kenneth Williams, though? Well, that's the thing. That's the fascinating aspect. It's like, what are we going to get? Because those lines were so clearly written for those characters that Williams... Good evening. There you go. It's not missing about and all that, that has stuff. has to be him. So is I, good God, imagine if Sellers is doing Williams doing characters. Can you imagine? I can't wait to find out. But you know what? You can imagine if it is that, then Sellers will do it brilliantly. Oh, yeah, he does yeah. That, that amazing thing where he just, you can see it in interviews, can't you? Where he just starts to become the other person. He just picks yeah. up on things. I mean, that's that's a worryingly good skill for Mimic. Oh, he's in, he was incredible. Stunning. Peter Sellers was incredible. Absolutely stunning. So, so that's the fascinating aspect of it, isn't it? Are yes. we going to get Peter Sellers doing a Kenneth Williams? Or is it going to be Peter Sellers doing his thing? I mean, who knows? I just can't imagine. I'm guessing that as soon as Peter Sellers walks on, opens his mouth, whatever way it was, because mm. it was it was always quite... Uh, there was It was quite... It's still BBC 
um, is just very BBC. Oh, and very so, BBC. you know, apparently Sid James, when they first started in that first series, he had his hat down right over his eyes with the script right in front of his face because he'd never done radio before. Really? <laughs> and so he's doing the lines like that. And then um, Ray Galton tells the story whereby the end of series one, the hat was up and he was proper loving it. You yes. Know? Um, yeah. But there was that sort of reverential aspect whereby... You know, as soon as someone says the line, the audience will applaud. But they've obviously been stood there for 10 minutes before mm. opening the yap. And they yeah, didn't yeah. applaud when they walked on, you know. So so we're going to get, I, I should think, a sort of an audience reaction when Sellers says his first line. Because, they, I, I mean, we're talking a huge star then, aren't we? I mean, well, was 55, with the I think, Yeah, absolutely. So what had he done by 55? Had he done the man in the white suit? I don't um, think he did the man in the white suit. That's Alec Guinness. Did he not? Oh, I've no, got my no, films no, no, no. wrong, right? What am I, I think I'm all right, Jack, was... Let's have Thank a look. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to see what years things were. Heavens Above, I think, was 58. I'm getting the feeling that I'm all right, Jack's a little bit later at 1960, but he was certainly a star. Um, mm. I'll allow myself a little Google, yeah? Have a little Google, um, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Bolting Brothers. Have a look. Here we go. Um... No, Heavens Above was 63. I'm completely wrong. It's a great film. Right. Have you ever seen that? I haven't, no. Oh, superb. Um, oh, you've got some great movies to watch then. Well, so it actually started in films in 56. Right, uh, okay. With the Lady Killers in 55. All right, so he just made, he was but, making, or just made the Lady Killers around about that point. But then I think you've also got to remember at the time, I mean, with something like, you know, the radio, the way that it was, the, there were so many more listeners than viewers yeah. coming, coming to radio. And Hancock's Half Hour would empty the pubs uh, famously in a way that I've only ever heard people talk about um, Quatermass with. That would empty the pubs too. Well, I think they put back an episode of Steptoe on Sun, didn't they, so that people would go out and vote in the vote. general election. That's right. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, um, but absolutely, oh God, it is going to be fascinating. And it's going to be on oh. Radio 4 in a couple of weeks, I think. With a little uh, documentary. Well, it's not just a little documentary, is it, for next year? There's a big documentary because it's coming up to the 100th anniversary. Which, mm. uh, now, is that 1924, though? Not sure. I'd have to check my Do You Remember television book, which is on the shelves somewhere in here. Oh, that's all right. So we've got, <laughs> we've got the 100th coming up. And... Uh, so Gold, lovely Gold TV, who made the Missing Dad's Army episodes recently with Kevin McAnally and actually did a bloody good job of those, are colourising, how do you feel about this, two episodes of Hancock's Half Hour. Well, one yeah. Hancock's Half Hour, which is 12 Angry Men, and Hancock the Blood Donor. Yeah, so the... Yes, that's right, yes. Yeah, it's... it's mm. uh, um, I don't see the point, to be quite honest okay. with you. <clears throat> I believe that um, Clayton Hickman has done the keyframes on it. Um, mm. I don't see the point, but in my opinion, if it unlocks um, Hancock's work for another generation, pff, by all means, That's it. I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I, I, but I, I love that monochrome VT look, so mm. you know, I absolutely adore that look. Yeah. And I like it no, when the there's a loud of... noise and it gets lines on it because there's interference yes. on the cameras and stuff. Oh, if anyone shoots a gun on set, oh yeah. my God, could you yeah. see it? That sort of thing. No, I love yeah. that too. No, absolutely. I think I'm like you. If it if it encourages a few new people 
to discover Hancock. Just a few yeah. then, I think. that's That's got to be worthwhile. Although oh, I wouldn't have gone for the blood donor, personally. I know it's the most famous, but of course, knowing what we know now with the car accident and the reading lines yeah, and, and all that. Yeah, and you can see him reading them now. Oh, you can really see him reading them. I, I don't know. I wouldn't have gone for that one personally. I, I'd have got. I'd, I'd have gone for the lift. I love the lift. I'd have gone for God. I mean, where do you start? The, well, you know, the cold, the big mm, night out. Mm. I mean, there's so many of them. You know, I love the cruise as well. But you're right. There's just oh, so yeah. many. Oh, the cruise is good. absolutely magnificent. October's October, wherever you are, mate. He's oh. in his big coat. Yes. Um. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's still Tony Hancock for me. And no matter what, I, I'm looking right now at my Hancock book collection, uh, mm. which there's going to be a, another one next year, isn't there? Um, there is. Uh, there's a brand new one coming out. There's, well, all of these lovely things are coming from Kaleidoscope, of course. And there's another discovery, which I'm rather happy about, which is they've um, they've recovered an episode of Dr. Finley's Casebook. Yes. Uh, Christmas Eve 1967 episode, this is. Perfect stuff. Uh, and that will be just lovely. There won't be much drama in there at all. There'll be about three minutes of drama and the rest of the time will be people eating and then people yeah. singing, as these things should be. So, uh, that's coming out on DVD in November. Oh my God, I'm going to enjoy that one. I wonder if it's Boy. as cosy as Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, the All Creatures Christmas from 81. That's one of the best Christmas specials for that sort of, you know, uh, cake and plum daff and Yes. And snow and tweed and all those lovely things that we associate. Of course, uh, that Dr. Finlay would have been broadcast two days before Magical Mystery Tour. Really? Mm. Uh, you can't imagine two things more separated in their art, really. No, no, Just no. Remarkable. At the same time. I know. Wonderful stuff. But I'm going to enjoy that. Certainly, the, there is another Christmas special that still exists, which is called The Gifts of the Magi, in which Dr. Finlay... Um, helps a child get to the church on time to do, do the nativity. And that's it. That's the drama. There's a child who's not going to get there in time, so he gives them a lift. That's it. And that's what Fantastic. I want. That's all I want from a Christmas special. No doubt EastEnders will explode again on Christmas Day. But no, I don't want that. Oh, I want... dreadful. Oh, don't need I was. Uh, we were discussing painting this morning a little mm. bit, weren't we? And um, an artist I'd never heard of, although I knew the work. Mm. Uh, until yesterday was Eric Revillius. Mm. Um, as I sent you a few things of his this morning. And you that's did. kind of uh, interesting stuff, those kind of modernist painters, aren't they? Sort of early 20th century jobs. Because that lovely painting of the um, the rail wagon with the big bloody blade on it from some kind of industrial machinery, but it's all set bucolic and... All pastels and coloured pencils. Lovely stuff. Looking at it right now. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because what I love with this work is snowy landscapes are quite difficult to make interesting. Mm. Because, I mean, there's not exactly a hell of a lot of colour going on. But the way that he's used grey mm. with, with grey buildings and different shades of grey buildings and a little bit of brown. Oh, God, it's perfect. I mean, yes, that lovely. is... That that's that's Christmas right there, dear. Yeah. That's what you've yes. done. You've got that. It's almost yes. that time for the box of delights to come. Back it is. Out, it's, so. it's getting that way, isn't it? I mean, it's become very elemental this past week. Mm. Um, I think there's hurricanes. Uh, Hurricane Ian. Come on now. That's Ian. not good, is it? N no, no. I don't like that. I've I've known a couple of Ians in my life, and Welders. one of them looks. 
Well, Ian, Ian, who lived two doors down from us when I was growing up, used to wear an army flat jacket, and he had sort of like long, strangely long hair and a moustache. And my only association with people like that was on the news, so I thought he was a member of the IRA. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't at all, but I, he had the look of a member of the IRA, so I was worried about him. Yeah. I, I don't think I've met another Ian, so all that I know about Ian's Bob is based on him. Ian Carmichael, of course, good chap. Yes. like him. Yes, yes, of course we do. Like him. But, but Hurricane, Hurricane Ian. No, they should have proper names, Hurricanes. Well, it's got to go alphabetically. I get that for some reason. I don't know. So, but Icarus. Mm. Hurricane Icarus. You'd yes. shit your pants, wouldn't you? Yes. I'm getting, getting inside. It's Hurricane Icarus. Exactly. No, Hurricane, Hurricane Ian, you're going to get wiped out. Yeah, oh, Hurricane Ian. You know, I'll just wait until he knocks on the door and tries to sell me insurance. Yeah, Boring. It's just Ian. Yeah, it's, it's just, just Ian. Ian. Don't worry about him. Then You've Ian turns something... out to be pissed up and absolutely destroys everything. Typical. There you go. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. the IRA aspect. There you are. Well, that's it. It's like, I would say it's like uh, Strawberry in the Cheech and Chong films, but you've never seen those, have you? Well, as they're a film and they sound common and American, no. Oh, Cheech and Chong are very good. At what? At, I suppose you'd call it weed comedy. All okay. cannabis-based japes. Oh, no, this will be like every single 21-year-old student who says, I've got a good idea for my art project. Let's film us all getting stoned. Oh, that's original. No. Well, I... it's it's so they've, so they've got to drive a van in the first one up in smoke. They've got to drive, imaginatively titled, they've got to drive a van made of compressed cannabis panels. You get me. And then there's a bit where they're being followed by a cop and the exhaust manages to set fire to the panel and... Of course, the cops behind them for a few miles, breathing in smoke, and you can imagine it's hilarious. No, I can't. Well, anyway, um, no, no, absolutely. Are they actually stoned, or are they acting stoned? Because I imagine maintaining stoned. It's Cheech and Chong. Well, that they sound like Disney animals, but no, because I imagine maintaining that layer of sort of that equilibrium will be quite yes. difficult on a film set because you know you've spent an awful lot of time stood around. Well, they probably spent a lot of time sitting around. Right. But Cheech and Chong are brilliant. Their albums are fantastic. Big Bamboo, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Big Bamboo comes in a big sort of Rizzler packet with a giant skin in the middle for you to make a huge joint. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, well, I shan't be investigating them. Thank you. There you go. So you see, yeah. you, you, you now like Cheech and Chong. Well, I feel educated, but... Not yeah. not uh, uh, educated, informed, and entertained. I don't know if the films would quite tick the Rethian boxes, to be oh, honest. Well, you know, I, I don't know what on earth we were talking about that got us there, by the way. I'm far too tired. Can you retrace the steps? Paintings. It was the paintings. Somehow we've it gone from the there paintings, to that. It was the paintings, was it? It was the paintings. Yeah, those paintings. No, but you're right. The, the, it's the simplicity of them, isn't it? Which yeah. is just... This beautiful, you, it's the sort of painting that you look at and you go, that should be in a really beautiful children's book as an illustration, but it's right there. Yeah. And, oh, and, and the, the pastel colours are simple and they're bold. Yeah. And again, that's like Christmas and winter when you were a child. It was simple and it was bold. It was just cold. Yes. And yes. that was, yeah. Bold and they, cold. Bold and cold, yes. They work for me, those paintings. Are I we going to those. have a winter this year, do we think? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've had to close the curtains because of the sun streaming in. I'm a bit worried, what with it being October. 
If it's a cold winter, though, I mean, and people are frightened to put the heating on, mm. there is that, isn't there? So part of me longs for a sort of 1981-type vibe where mm. it was snowy and icy and wonderful, effectively. Well, yes. Of course, the whole world didn't close because we weren't that kind of nation then. No, absolutely we weren't. <clears throat> um, so... I don't recall a day without a newspaper. No, I don't know. Although now I notice that, well, I mean, the other week, if you recall, I was being very sympathetic about strikers and suggesting a general strike was a way forward. Yes. Well, this week there's a load of train strikes coming up, which is inconvenient. And then Royal Mail have gone on strike and I'm expecting some things in the post. Well, you know, there are limits, boys. Well, I think we're getting to that point now, aren't we? I fully fully agree with what you're doing. However, if it could be arranged so it doesn't affect me. Yes, around my schedule. Around my schedule, that would be that would be spot on. I um, like that. But uh, no, before that, we yeah. were mentioning Frank Boff. Yes, and that that reminded me of of something that at the time outraged me, but now I think is an absolute work of genius, mm. <clears throat> which is in the library uh, near where I live, the Five Ways ra- uh, Roundabout Library in Liverpool. Oh, you no uh, longer live near it, though. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, uh, no, no, no. no. Um, but. They had loads of tapes that you could take out. Ah. They had, now, they had the tape of Doctor Who and the Pescatons. Right. And I was delighted about this, obviously, when I saw it. And I had not seen that it had been there. It had presumably been there for years. And so I took it out and I took it home. <clears throat> somebody, and I now take my hat off to this person. Somebody had taken the tape out from the library and listened for a point where one of these fish creatures roars and it does a proper roar at one point with Tom talking over the top they had stuck a bit of tape over the tab put it in the tape recorder and just when the roar happens <laughs> they recorded themselves farting down the microphone <laughs> brilliant absolutely wonderful but it was cut in perfectly it was seamlessly done with Tom narrating either side of this fart oh and it sounded like a real one it sounded that that's, sounded like a boff. That's that is real commitment. Oh, that really was. I Did was Joe so Orton impressed by there? that. Did what? Joe Orton live around there? I mean, that's it's that's the, worthy of him. Yes, it is. It's what one would expect. No, but um, yeah, at the time, of course, I was outraged. Somebody had done this. Really? Now I think absolutely magnificent. And whoever was that asked to do literally. that I don't yes literally I take my hat off to them really I think I admire that sort of commitment it's superb really <clears throat> that is superb um mm. you had some doctor who things this week as well didn't you well I did I do I like us love I got a thing in the post and before anyone starts going on oh they're going to talk about doctor who doctor yeah, yeah not quite um well, this is a labour of love. Okay. This. Right. So here we have uh, a DVD. And of course, it's, it's your average it's your average BBC Doctor Who DVD. The box book. isn't silver. The box isn't silver, I know. I'm going to see if I've got a spur one. You but, can't um, get them anywhere, you know. I know. It's so do- only on the bloody Doctor Who one. So they specially make them for those. There was some I read years ago about, you know, people making fan stuff like that. And there was a thread on some forum or other about mm. the... The silver things, and this—I I seem to recall—I could be wrong. Uh, I usually am. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of patent that they have with that. Really? Yeah. I admire yeah. that. Yeah. I do actually admire that. But well, I—I I will find one somehow. But uh, yes. nevertheless, 
What I have here um, is entitled Friends to Be. Okay. And uh, it's uh, Will Maddox has done this. Will's on Twitter. I've, I've got his handle somewhere. But uh, Will's been animating for about a decade, and he did it through school and college and uni and that sort of thing. Mm. And he wanted to make something in the style of the animated, you know, the reanimated episodes, the missing ones. Um, and he was going through the Target books, and he found the Web of Fear novelization, which is one of our Uncle Terence Dick's, lovely yes. Uncle Terence. Uh, Uncle Terence has written a scene that was never shown on the screen um, because Troutman was on holiday. And that's the first meeting between the Doctor and the Brigadier. Uh, And so what Will's done is he's done a short animation of that scene from Uncle Terence's dialogue. Um, And it's beautifully done. I mean, you know, this is a proper labour of love, isn't it? It goes back to that thing that you and I have talked about, yeah. The true meaning of the word amateur and it meaning Mm. love. And Noel Mm. Gordon saying, well, if you want to call me an amateur, I am proud to be so. But this is the sort of thing that I like, made with love, that. So I'll, I'll have to send you a copy. And it's on YouTube, so I will make sure that we put it... Can we can we put things on the bottom? Yes. Like, can we? Yes, yeah, we that's put cool. things on your bottom if you like, love. Well, that's cool. we'll put it there. But uh, but he's used the music from the Web of Fear and he's done rotoscoping. Well, I don't know what that means. No. Who's done the voices? Um, he's done one. And uh, another chap who's done a few amateur uh, productions, whose name I haven't looked at, haven't got written down, has done the other. Uh, he does a fair, decent Patrick Troughton. Captures Excellent. the essence. So Excellent. Yeah, so no, that was a lovely thing to receive, and it's going to sit alongside the others uh, on the on the actual shelf. So, yes, very yeah, good, I mean, very nice when people do those things. And it uh, is, it's lovely when you get something like that. But yes. uh, yeah, Will can be found uh, as at the Willy Vessel. Oh, I see. Back to Frank. No, uh, back to Frank. So uh, we'll we'll pop that somewhere so you can have a look at his work. Uh, have you got any nice things this week? No. I've been too no. busy working, unfortunately, but uh, I intend to remedy that this week. Have I bought anything? No. It's one of those things when you're busy as busy, yeah. um, where the next thing you know, it's just like, Christ, another week, really? Yeah. Um, I'm sure I've bought, I bought like cables and things <laughs> so I can edit on okay. bigger monitors. I, I bought a cable because right. this uh, Mac, what they've done is they've changed the bloody... Um, display port shape again uh so i had to buy one of those oh i bought a new phone oh right hand. okay right there you go uh, did you my need old a new phone was, yeah oh yeah 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 it was absolutely fucked i'd be on the phone to people and it'd be like are you there are you there it was, oh, for fuck's sakes mm. really irritating and quite unprofessional um right. got one of them um got cable phone anything else is that is uh, nothing nice no. No. There's nothing nice to buy. It's all There's bought. always something nice to buy. Well, what should I buy? Go on, tell me what to buy. Uh, uh, Renewed me subscription at the Tony Hancock Appreciation Society. That's, that's, a, that's a very nice that's thing. That's a nice thing to do. Um, you could... Well, uh, oh, there can't well, be no nice things to buy. There's none. I have them all. You name it, I have them. Oh, blimey. Okay. Um, I, I bought... I was in a charity shop... Um, and I, I got for £2 the first three series of Bally Kiss Angel. Oh, no. What's wrong with Bally Kiss Angel? Bally Kiss Anus is poo. Well, it's a bit of light-hearted Sunday no. fluff. For... No. 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 Now, Dervla, a sumter, 
yeah. was uh, was gorgeous. Yes, right. is gorgeous, no doubt. Yeah, look and at that holding this. it there, so, suggestively oh, yeah. with all three discs sticking out, oh, like them old that. fag adverts where they'd be like a couple of cigs sticking out the box and a, a welcoming hand saying, "Come on, die with me." That's exactly it. Seventy-five peer series. I, you can't say no to that. I wouldn't it's give Ballycusanus house room. Why not? Because it was too comforting or... No, it was poo. Not like... ITV enough. They needed to turn the no. colour up and have Bruce Forsyth on it, I suppose. <clears throat> no, <laughs> it, was, it was like bollocks of the Glen, wasn't it? It was rubbish. It was just rubbish that they used to make. But you've got... You, oh, no, I quite like that. Because you've got that one. You've got Hamish Macbeth. You know, you get all of this lovely... I like Hamish Macbeth. Right. Was that the one with Robbie Carlyle as the copper on the island? That, that's right, yes. Who smoked weed? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I like that. So, so if presumably, if, if old Tony Doyle in Ballykiss Angel, if he'd had have a been bong. A, had a bong or was a crack addict or something, then you go, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Yes, Ballykush no. Angel, they could have called it. <laughs> and then he could have smoked endless amounts of Californian kush. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let you know if there's any in in it. But Have you got is. many Tony Hancock books as I'm looking to my set of them here? Um, what have I got? I've, oh, God, they're a bit scattered. So I've got John Fisher's uh, Tony Hancock yeah, biography. Yeah, looking at that now, the big gold one. That's it. I've got 50 Years of Hancock's Half Hour, which has got a couple of unused scripts in it. Have the you back. got Artiste? No, Roger, I haven't got Artiste. Roger Wilmot's book is the best book on him. Right. With a, with a preface by Harry Seacombe. So if you're oh. going to get a Hancock, um, mm. get yourself Artiste. I'm sure you can... Uh, there you go. Hancock as Richard III at the Royal Festival Hall. Um, Is that some, 1966 when he did that? Yeah. There's some great oh. photos in here. Um, mm. But there's some great photos in John Fisher's book as well, especially the one of him uh, dressed uh, when he did his Elvis. I brought the Elvis curse for today. Are you aware of the Elvis curse? I've not heard of the Elvis curse, no. Every day you hear Elvis or see Elvis or something, there will be some mention or some sighting of Elvis every single day of your life. Right. I didn't see him yesterday. I guarantee, if you think about it, you'll spot it from now on. Now you're aware of the Elvis curse. Is this a real thing or is this just something that's happened to you? Well, it's something that's happened to me. And every time I talk to people, they're like, nah, nah, nah. and then the next time I see him, they're like, bastard. I now, I've now got the Elvis curse. Well, now I'm thinking about Elvis, though. I'm thinking about him, which means I'm much more likely to notice him now, isn't well, it? There you go. So the curse, if anything, is not the curse of Elvis. It's the curse of Livesley. I disagree with that. Mind you, contained within the word Livesley are the uh, requisite letters to make up Elvis. Can you remember what you were doing in 1977 when this gentleman died on the lavatory? I remember my granddad being upset. Mm. He liked Elvis. And we had, uh, for that Christmas that year, he got an Elvis Greatest Hits album. You know, you'll know it from car boot sales, the cover. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember old Shep used to make me cry. Was that about a dog? Oh, ah. Was yes. that who Shep on Blue Peter was named after? Yes. Oh. Uh, American, you don't like that, do you? 
I'm not keen on that. No. Well, I think it's an old folk song, you know. It's about a bloke singing about when he was a lad and Shep was a... When I was a boy and old Shep was a pope or summer or oh, field and valley we'd rent. It's not the best rendition ever. Um, I'll give you that, but I think it's just an old folk song, you know. Oh, right. I don't, I don't know it. No, I'm just disappointed now in John Noakes. You've never heard of old Shep, the song? I don't think so. I remember it was... It, um, uh, was it who was it who did Get Down Shep? Um, they used to be on Tiz Was a lot. The the Baron Knights. They did oh, a song. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Not similar. Uh, no. Oh. No, not at all. No, oh, no. no. Baron well, Knights no, were good though. Baron Knights were great, but this just sounds like a song that would, as you've said, to make you upset. Yes. I don't understand. I don't understand songs that make you upset. No, I don't. And, in the same like way as them. I don't understand people who eat incredibly hot curry because it wow. hurts, or or people who say to me, watch this serial killer thing on Netflix. It's disgusting. No, I, I tried to watch a film that a student recommended the other night. You are, yeah. What was dreadful. it? Dreadful. Really? Dreadful. Absolutely uh, f- dreadful. I shan't, I shan't listen to them again. No, no. No, no, no. no. It never makes sense to do that, dear. Never no. makes sense. No, not when you're as old and cynical as we well just put brief encounter on just watch no. brief encounter why not what's wrong with brief encounter it's her from survivor's mom isn't it it's jenny from survivor's uh, mom has connotations with the past no. oh, uh, anyway moving oh, swiftly right. along right. um um old films that I, I enjoyed i've been watching a lot of those um serial killer things on netflix but what's the why i, I don't, don't know, know. Right, well, don't then, because for a start-off, you're not a middle-aged woman, which is apparently when it becomes acceptable. Right. Surely you just find them stressful, because that means that these... Why not? I think it's like, you know, have you seen that clip where John Cleese is talking about extremists? Yes. And about how sort of, like, being aware of people this bloody awful makes you feel good about yourself. Yes. And he says in it, doesn't he? Yes, feels good, doesn't it? (laughs) Something along those lines. I think there's an aspect of that with serial killery things. It's just like, well, I might be, you know, not the greatest in the world, but at least I'm not him. At least I've not been murdered. Well, no, at least you're not that kind of psychopathic scumbag. I don't need to watch something to to just know that I'm not going to chop people up. I'm just positing theories of why they're so popular because they make people feel good about themselves well that's all very well what about the people who had to die to get them there in the first place this is a great point Mm. ethically you know um, specifically with this dharma series that's on at the minute that's the uh, one yeah yeah i mean ethically apparently it plays fast and loose with the truth as well doesn't it so what to make it more pornographically horrific no doubt because it's netflix I I think the argument is to make the cops appear worse than the... I can't remember. There's oh. Some woman wrote an article for the New York Times who she was first on the scene and right. she says it weren't like they said it was. Well, what does she expect? Then They haven't got news footage, stupid woman. Ugh. That's ridiculous. That's like people complaining about the set that they've rebuilt of Crossroads for Nolly, going, oh, it should have been a bit bigger. Oh, has, been has that heard yet? No, 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 it's not till next year, but oh, I'm ready for that. So they've rebuilt the crossroads? Of course they would, yeah. They absolutely have had to, yeah. Oh, yeah, they've rebuilt the set from the 70s. That sounds nice. That's lovely. That's yeah. lovely. That's lovely, except it's not going to be on normal ITV. It's going to be on ITV 
Oxygen or something. A new ITV streaming service. So I'm going to have to get that. You'll just buy the Blu-ray. Oh, yes. And well, but, yeah. gift bag. And all the things that they'll do, no doubt. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting all they've of gone for that, isn't it? Really. Mm. You know, they don't generally celebrate their own, you know, history like that, telly. Well, it's a fascinating one because, you know, when she got sacked, she was just about the biggest thing in in in, in television. You know, but you have, if she was you... bigger than the show. Well, that's the thing. That was the thing. She was the show. And she knew she was the show. But you had a producer who wanted, mm, I want to do things on the show. And mm. bit of a cowardly thing, though, because then, of course, he made all the statements about, well, we don't know where this has come from, this news, and it was him. And that's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, this is the thing. It's the double dealing behind the scenes, which is interesting, because up until recently, until someone got interviewed, I think it was uh, the head of... Head of drama at uh, ATV got interviewed. Nobody knew why she'd been sacked. Uh-huh. And it was just that. So, But apparently there was a lot of behind-the-scenes shenanigans. I loved that sort of thing. Behind the scenes in a boardroom in the 70s. Oh. Yes, that's that's where your that's your spiritual home, isn't it? That's where honest. I am. I'm there, yes. not with Jeffrey Dahmer flushing heads down the toilet. I don't no. want that. No. no, I have to say that that um, Jeffrey Dahmer series, it sort of... Um, it, it started strong. I have to say. Right. One might expect um, And then it sort of, it was just a bit like, mm. it got a bit yeah. sort of boring, to be honest with you. And so you got desensitised to violence by Netflix. No, it's, it's to be honest with you, let me think about it. How was the depiction of violence like in it? Um, I think Arty. that... I don't think you see that much. But I only watched a couple, you know what I mean? It was sort of, it was on while I was editing, so it was just the... Okay. Um, but you see, that's when I that's when I have issues when when things are we go a bit arty and we don't show that much and we're suggestive. I think no, don't be cowards. If you're going to show it, show it, show it mm. properly. Otherwise, you're taking away the horror in one way. It and is you're horrifying. It, it is horrible. But it is. But then you're making sort of like the 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 viewer's imagination. You're making it live in there, and it's probably worse than you could have afforded on your budget. So I don't know. I I just think if you're going to do it, <coughs> do it properly. He looks too much like Malcolm McDowell in It. If, oh. even. If, yeah. It. Stephen like King's <laughs> If. <laughs> I liked If. If is If's good. fantastic. That's a wonderful film. Is it true that the, and is it true that it, part of it's in black and white and part in colour because they just couldn't afford enough colour I don't know film? if that's true. I remember speaking yeah. to uh, Robin, whatever his name was, Carrot in Cat Weasel. Mm. When I went down there, he was talking about making the film because he's in that. Mm. I said he got eight quid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Anderson, what a filmmaker. I can believe if he was only paid eight quid, maybe there was a budget shortfall for Yeah, probably. In that case. Um, yes. But it's a great film, and so is Old Lucky Man. Have you seen Old Lucky Man? I have seen Old Lucky Man. Yeah. And that is wonderful. There's a, McDowell has such a strong run, doesn't he, yeah. of, of films. Yeah. Um, and, and where does he start? Where does all this begin? Crossroads. Yeah, there you there go. The is. circle is complete. I think that it's time to wrap this, don't I you? Think so, yes. On that beautiful circular argument. Right, mm. well, whatever you're doing, we hope you enjoyed whatever this was, and until the next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>
presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice thing.